Hello, I'm Tamsin Bradley, and this is the Gender Focus podcast from genderfocus.org. I'm a professor in International Development Studies at the University of Portsmouth, and together with an international community of researchers and practitioners, we're working to create positive change in women's lives globally. Online, we share insights from research projects that challenge violence against women and girls. We also explore knowledge around mental distress, climate, water and sanitation. Our website and these podcasts are facilitated by the University of Portsmouth and their International Development Studies Group. Today, we're going to find out how one team of researchers has been combining studies in the prevention of gender-based violence. They're homing in on ideas that could work across locations facing similar challenges. Of course, no two nations, cities or locales have exactly the same social patterns or economies, nor do two different places have the same histories, cultures, governments or environmental pressures. That's why this research of ideas and practices based on what they do share is so unique. Systematic reviews are becoming a powerful tool to inform practical on-the-ground interventions. Let's find out how this could offer real insight into the prevention of violence towards women and girls around the world. Mukturut Bangpan is an Associate Professor at the Social Science Research Unit at UCL. My research spans across various aspects of gender inequalities, social interventions, particularly in young women and girls and displaced populations. My work also focuses on research synthesis and systematic reviews across a range of topics, including education, social policy and international development. My research interests actually on gender-related violence and stem from my PhD project. I explore family inference as part of the ecological perspectives on young women's decisions on their sexual health and reproductive health. Moktavats joined today by Sandy Oliver. Sandy is a professor of public policy at University College London. She has a particular interest in how research interacts with policy decisions and the practical implementation of research findings. So sometimes the research informs the policy and sometimes the policy informs the research. Together, Mukhtarat and Sandy have been working with the Youth Voices team to look at how research and findings on this South Sudan project might link with issues of gender-based violence in places in crisis on a global scale. Sandy explained the goal of the Youth Voices Project. So the Youth Voices Project aims to understand adolescents' girls' experiences of violence when they've been displaced from their original home. They're often very in very vulnerable situations and can experience some pretty horrific things. Ultimately, the aim is to build on the new understanding of their experiences to develop ways of preventing or reducing violence against young girls. So some of this learning is from the wider literature, as in the systematic reviewing, and some of it is from listening to people in South Sudan. 
That's why Sandy and Mukhtarat have united by combining research findings with informed interventions. They have a chance to find out how different societies might benefit from different approaches or even similar ones. The process they're using to layer up different studies and sets of information is called a systematic review. We as a team at the UCL identify different types of interventions which attempt to address the economic barriers faced by young women and girls and to tackle the wider social issues, particularly in developing countries. So they can do really detailed new research in South Sudan and that can be bolstered by research findings from studies done elsewhere. A systematic review is quite an abstract term but it's a very practical activity. It's a way of drawing together several studies to understand an issue much better than can be understood by using one study alone. Systematic reviews are often used to inform decisions about policy or programs. And their value is in drawing together several different studies. These studies might have been conducted in different circumstances or they might look at the same issue from different perspectives. Or sometimes they're very similar studies and it just means you've got a larger population of people to draw your learning from. So it means that pulling together the findings from all those studies is a much more reliable way of informing a decision than relying on a single study alone. NGOs, governments and policymakers are all starting to realise the value of this approach in decision making. But it all comes down to the sharing of information and findings in the first place. When looking for new interventions that might work in South Sudan, Sandy and Mukhtarat's first challenge was to gather a body of research that included stories and evidence. We set about this in a very step-by-step approach to find all the studies on a particular issue, taking a very methodical way of working, just like any good piece of research. It's just a little different that instead of going out and asking people questions, we're looking for different studies and finding out what they can tell us about the issue. So how do they choose which pieces of research to include in the review? This part of the process was definitely helped by having prior knowledge in the field. So we plan to carry out two stages, systematic reviews, to identify research in the field. First stage, we looking at the development of the scoping exercise, looking at existing systematic reviews undertaken in the field of violence, livelihoods, resilience in conflict settings. So we're also involving stakeholders and listen to their voices and to inform our research design to define the scope in the systematic reviews. We hope to use that as a first stage to identify key research relevant to South Sudan and neighboring countries and to inform the work that we plan for the next stages of the project. Sadly, violence against women and girls is such a big issue globally 
there has been a lot of research in the area and in fact there are quite a few systematic reviews already but the challenge for us is to look at those reviews and think how relevant are they to the situation in South Sudan. So in South Sudan we have to take into account it's a developing country, some of its systems are somewhat fragile and it's an area affected by conflict. So that means that some of the evidence in systematic reviews that already exist is not relevant. But we've been able to draw some together, some that have been looking at different sorts of emergency settings, sometimes conflict, but sometimes other humanitarian settings. We've been able to look at research investigating the experiences of refugees. That's also been very helpful. So we're piecing together evidence from different studies from around the world that share some of the characteristics of life in South Sudan. So focusing in on the economic and social circumstances of different areas was essential in finding a fair comparison. And of course, the main aim of such a review is to gather ideas for processes that can work in places with a similar socioeconomic and demographic background. The Youth Voices Project's systematic review is still ongoing, but so far, the whittling of information has offered some interesting ideas for how gender-based violence might be addressed more generally. There's a very constructive approach of thinking about women and girls' livelihoods so what can help them work and be independent rather than, than dependent on men? There may be ways of working with communities to give women more independence and help them look forward more, more positively. Sometimes there are financial interventions to empower them economically, though these sometimes come with dangers when suddenly they have money in their hands and sometimes some men will decide that actually they could do with that money themselves. So there, there are ways of discussing these issues with communities that seem to, to have some promise. There are education and training programs that, that happen in schools that may be part of the solution. Then there are safety and protection interventions, trying to provide safe spaces. And then there are some legal interventions. But again, these can cause difficulties. If women rely on legal interventions, actually it may backfire on them and they, they may end up in a worse situation than when they started. So from the big picture of research around the world, there seem to be some strategies that might contribute towards reducing violence against women and girls, but there's no magic solution. The next question is how some of these ideas, like offering safe economic independence and education, developing community engagement, providing safe spaces and legal protection might be useful in South Sudan itself further focusing in. We only found 12 studies that specifically focused and conducted in South Sudan. 
So, and the main focus of these 12 studies mainly on two aspects. One is on research design and methods of best practice to carry out or conducting evidence and research on the topic on gender-based violence prevention and response programs in humanitarian settings. The work that we found, for example, they used a case study of community care program in Somalia and South Sudan. So these types of, of evidence are focusing on research design methods. The other domain that we found is about the research on interventions, looking at uh, different types of programs on livelihoods and education, psychosocial support programs, which is reflects uh, the global evidence that Sandy discussed earlier. However, the majority of studies we found pretty much focus on drivers and experience of people or young not necessarily young young girls, but young people on gender-based violence. The team are now looking forward to sharing their findings with partners working in South Sudan who can bring the practical, on-the-ground understanding needed to introduce programmes in the area. The way we do systematic reviews is a very interactive experience. So Plan International worked with us to set the question and to explain to us some of the definitions they use for the key terms so that we could shape our research to be as useful as possible for them to then pick up the findings. And we're just coming towards the end of synthesizing all the research from the different studies. And the next step will be discussing the findings with them and thinking, how do we draw out the implications for this? And actually, people from Plan International with long experience of working in South Sudan, they will be much better than us at drawing out the implications. So that's very much an activity done in partnership so that we make sure the implications are practical and useful in South Sudan, but also are still true to the research findings. With much of the research informing this systematic review, looking at the causes and roots of violence towards women and girls, it's essential that practitioners with deep understanding of the areas are able to work in context. In addition to that, it sounds like there is promise in designing community care programmes to create social environments where such interventions can be supported long term. If you'd like to find out more about the Youth Voices project, you can visit our website at genderfocus.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at genderfocus and LinkedIn for our newsletter and details of upcoming webinars. Thanks for listening.